We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You can follow the podcast at Pack-A-Day Podcast. Thank you so incredibly much for joining me today. And also, thank you for joining me today as the one and only Nicole Menner. She is the newest sports anchor and reporter for Fox 11 in Green Bay. She joined in May of 2021. She is also an award-winning sports director previously from Binghamton, New York, and grew up in Connecticut. I think I got that all right, Nicole. Nicole, thank you so much for joining me, and how the heck are are you doing? Hey, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I am good. I've only been here, I guess, for just over a month, but it feels like it's been much longer, which I guess is a good sign when you move to a new city. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we'll kind of get to that in a second, but I know this is a dedicated Packers podcast, but I would be remiss not to ask you, you've attended three Bucks games now, and the Bucks are 3-0 and uh, in your time covering the team in these very important playoff games. So uh, let me just ask you, what has been the secret to your Bucks success so far? So the secret is that I wear leather to the games. Um, the first game I did it just because it was the outfit I chose. Game two, I had ordered a new pair of leather pants, so I was like, let's wear them. And then when they won that game, I said, okay, it must be the leather so game three, you know, I went for it and now I'm three and oh in postseason games. I cover wearing leather. So secret. I think I think going forward, obviously, everyone in Milwaukee at the game should be all decked out in leather going forward. And then we can guarantee Bucks victories from here on out. Yes, I think it's safe <laughs> to say I and that is officially the secret to the Bucks winning. <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, whatever you're doing, keep doing what you're doing so we can continue that. But um, obviously want to get to a couple Packers related topics. But before we get there, kind of want to go over your journey covering, you know, obviously sports covering now the Green Bay Packers and, and Wisconsin sports in general. But before we get there, growing up, becoming a sports fan, who are you a fan of growing up? Who are your favorite teams, favorite players, things like that? Yeah, so the hill I die on is the Boston Red Sox. Okay. Um, baseball's always been my number one sport. And it was so I was about eight years old during the 2004 Red Sox season. And like, I grew up going to games when I was a toddler, my parents were taking me to games with my siblings, but 2004 was the first year that I really understood the game of baseball. And obviously, you know, baseball, you know, that that was a big year to be a Red Sox fan. So 
that was the year that I actually decided like, oh, I want to be a sports reporter. I would stand in my living room with the TV remote and like fake ask questions after the game. Awesome. Um, so it all comes back to that. But yeah, obviously my career has taken many turns um, since then. But yeah, here we are. I, I thank the Boston Red Sox for getting me into this industry. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're in the industry, actually, I get to pretend I'm in the industry. So it's a little bit uh, slightly different, but um, similar sort of story. So with me, my first game, my, my parents had season tickets. My first game that I was at uh, was the Bengals game with Brett Favre, where he threw the touchdown to Kittrick Taylor, his very first basically appearance as a Green Bay Packer, where he took over for that moment forward. So just sort of one of those things that when you realize it's destined to be and destined to cover a team in some capacity, you just kind of go all out for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 an awesome industry to be a part of um, ever. You know, you, you call it a job kind of because it's like, really, I get to do this for a living. It's it's been a fun ride so far. Awesome. I'm glad you're enjoying it. So kind of walk us through, you know, how has that journey come along? You said there's kind of been some some turns along the way. So how have you kind of gone from that moment uh, at the, you know, watching the Red Sox and doing the fake interviews to now becoming a, a true reporter and anchor for for um, Fox 11 in Green Bay? Yeah. So I didn't go to one of those big journalism schools. Um, I went to Bryant University, which is in Rhode Island, and I double majored, got my marketing degree as backup, but I always knew I wanted to do TV. So I did the TV thing at Bryant, but I got an internship at Nesson, which is New England Sports Network, which is like the Red Sox channel. Um, And I started there as a production assistant after college. They kind of helped me build my tape. I did one year in Arkansas at like an untraditional on air job. Then I was in Binghamton for two years. So Binghamton was really like my first traditional TV local news job. Um, But everyone has a different path in this industry and that's what's so cool about it. So I'm just happy that I ended up in green Bay. I'm so excited to finally be covering pro sports because I think that's kind of the goal that everyone uh, wants to eventually reach. So It's a lot to take in, but so far it's been very fun. Like I said, I've only been here over a month and I've already gotten, of course, all the Packers, OTAs and minicamp stuff and then covering the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, obviously a good time to come in. Obviously, there's not a lack of news stories currently with the Packers. There never is. Uh, Bucks are certainly um, quite in the thick of things in the playoffs and uh, Brewers, um, you know, doing quite well as well. So maybe every, you know, ever since you came uh, to Wisconsin to cover sports, everything's just been on the up and up. So uh, we'll we'll give you credit there right alongside your leather pants as well. But um, what have been your impressions of Green Bay and Wisconsin up until this point? And I know it's only been a month. Yeah. So I had never been to Wisconsin. Um, my dad is from the Midwest. He's from a small town in Illinois. So I'm not unfamiliar with the Midwest because we took a lot of trips when I was growing up. Um, but it really, Green Bay really reminds me of the market I was in previously And Green Bay is a much bigger market, but it gives me that small community feel. Everyone is super friendly. Um, there's a lot of restaurants to explore, things like that. And then obviously having Lambeau Field smack dab in the middle of uh, Green Bay and across the street from my TV station is just something that I drive by it every day. And I'm like, I can't believe this is my life. It's just, it's so cool. I really don't think I'll ever get 
get over that. And um, I don't think I'll ever get over it seeing Lambo pretty much every day when I go driving somewhere. No, I mean, I can say as somebody who's basically lived here my entire life, anytime you drive by Lambo, it's just, you know, you, know, you never get, you know, it's never, you never get old, old of it. it. It never gets old anything. It's, it's, uh, it's just one of those things where you drive by it, you're constantly in awe of it and you respect the history of it and everything. But um, obviously even a degree better when your work is just a block away from there and you kind of get to drive by it every day for sure. Yeah. When I drove into Green Bay, when we drove from um, my last job in New York, it was my mom and I in one car and we drove across the bridge on 43 and I saw Lambo off to the right. And luckily my mom was driving at that point. <laughs> she was like, I know you want to look while you're driving in for the first time. And I'll never forget that because it was just such a cool feeling. Yeah, it really, really is. So obviously you, you come to Green Bay and, and right away, pretty much as you get here, many camps OTAs are happening I know you had the opportunity to attend at least a few of those. What were some of your just general takeaways from OTAs, from mini camps, and just kind of the the feel that you got from the team during that time? Yeah, well, first of all, this is a good time for me to be starting because it gives me time to kind of get to know the team and get to know how it works because I've never covered an NFL team. So at first, I was kind of just taking it all in and figuring out how the process works. Um, but based on looking at the team, I mean – I think there's a lot of things to be excited about. Obviously there's a big dark cloud hanging over it right now because we don't know what will happen, who will be quarterback. Um, but just takeaways aside, no, I think that it was really cool to obviously see some of the rookies out there or some of the guys from last year who didn't get a ton of opportunities. AJ Dillon, I'm super excited to see uh, the role he takes on this year. Agreed. Um, seeing Aaron Jones at everything, obviously, like I said, I'm getting to know the team, but everyone was like, if there's a guy who's going to be at everything, it will be Aaron Jones, even though he is a veteran. So that was cool to see, especially how the younger guys look up to him. Um, and then we can't talk about OTAs and mini camp without talking about Jordan Love. Um, I obviously didn't get to see him uh really at all until now. And I know no one's seen him playing a game or anything yet, but it was definitely quite something to watch him take on all of the reps and kind of see him get more comfortable because I know he, based on what he said too, it's, it's a, it's a completely different this year for him. Um, yeah. And how much more comfortable he is. And I liked what I think Devonte Adams and was it Bakhtiari who said that he has a voice this year and it's kind of been cool to see him be heard. So as many questions as there are about the state of the Packers right now, um, I think there's a lot to be excited about, especially ahead of training camp. Yeah. And I mean, how, just what an insanely interesting situation again, to come into covering, but not only of course the Aaron Rodgers side of things with everything that's happening there, but then seeing this young quarterback get thrown right into the thick of things to see how he responds to everything to see again, some of that voice that Bakhtiari and Adams mentioned coming out a little bit more. I mean, obviously you weren't here a season ago, but um, I mean, you could tell he was just, he had the rookie glaze in his eyes a season ago. Right. And then you know, Aaron Rodgers is obviously QB one, Tim Boyle ends up being QB two, no OTAs, no mini camps, no rookie mini camps, no preseason. He gets the training camp and he's just, you know, so far into the deep end right away. 
And, um, you know, this year you could see, uh, even though I think some of the team activities, he had his ups and downs, just how he carried himself, some of the um, demeanor that he had, how he practiced and in the individual drills, there, there was a night and day difference from a season ago. So I, I just think it's cool to, to see, you know, obviously what's going on with Aaron is the big story, but to see how Jordan reacts to all of this and just that entire thing play out is, I, just, I think, a super cool thing to cover right now. Yeah. And it's also like for Jordan Love's benefit, you know, he hasn't really had the opportunity to do much. So I think obviously everyone wants Rogers to be there. They want him as the quarterback, but for Jordan Love's sake, I mean, this was kind of beneficial for him because he got the opportunity to stand up, show what he can do, show that he has a voice and um, you know, everyone could finally see him look a little more comfortable out there. Yeah. And I mean, as Jordan Love, I mean, trying to put you know, ourselves in his shoes. I mean, ultimately, yes, again, everyone wants Aaron there, but that's what you want, right? You want the responsibility. You want to be able to go out and show what you're capable of. You want as many reps as you can possibly get. So I think for Jordan, this is a huge opportunity, but I think for the Packers too, I mean, normally when you're developing that quarterback at this stage, if you do have a player like Rogers, that's there, they're not getting these valuable reps that are so important for them. So I just think this is a really unique situation all the way around and unique might be the friendly way of putting it these days, because I think there's a lot of, um, you know, people that are feeling a lot of different ways in regards to the topic, but for, for Jordan, it's definitely unique. Yeah, certainly. Um, and you know, whether or not, I know we'll probably get to this eventually, but whether or not Rogers is back next year, you know, if he's not back for, or this season, if he's not back for some reason this season, I mean, covering the transition year and maybe seeing Jordan love step into that role, that's, that's exciting in itself. So and, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe it's not love. Maybe it's like Bortles who ends up. We never, we don't know that, but uh, you know, there's definitely, you know, Rogers or not, there's still things to be excited about with this team. Nothing would surprise me at this point. It's still like the words coming out that maybe Blake Bortles will be the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers this year are still like jarring to me, like anytime that that could even possibly, but it, like literally anything could happen at this point and nothing would shock me. Um, but l- let's talk about that because obviously that's the the big topic. That's the big gray cloud, as you mentioned, kind of hanging over everything. I don't want to dig too far into it because I think, again, that the topic's been beat up pretty much to death at this point, but from somebody that's coming to the team from an outside perspective, what is your view of the Aaron Rodgers situation? And if you want to throw out a prediction on what happens, I think everyone's got one at this point. So we'd love to hear that as well. The million dollar question. So I have to start by saying it's really funny because around the time that this job was becoming official for me, it was NFL draft day. And that's when everything started to come out. So of course, everyone who knew at that point was like, I don't know what's happening. Like, do you know anything? Are you sure you want to go there? I was like, yes, I still want to go cover uh, the Packers, Rogers or not. But it's it's been a crazy situation to come into. Um, Obviously, anything anyone says at this point is mere speculation, because at the end of the day, none of us know what will happen. I I would think at this point that Rogers knows if he's coming back or not. I don't think that he doesn't know. I think he knows at this point. Um, And it's just it's one of those situations, too. Like, I haven't been here. I haven't been covering him since he's been here. So I'm trying to learn kind of what everyone thinks of him and how he is. And obviously I watch football. So um, I know the gist, but I would, I, for a long time, I had said he'll be back. Um, That was my prediction. I thought for sure he'd be back, but I think the longer that this goes on, 
the doubts start to just keep coming. And I, I don't know how long this goes on. I don't know if he'll be at training camp. Um, I think that if he doesn't show up to training camp, then that's maybe when everyone can start to press into it a little bit more, because I think right now, like you said, we've, we've beaten this up. I mean, there's, it's on ESPN every day when you flip on the TV, yeah. especially every day during uh, the off season programs. And I think I'm always kind of, like, let's just wait it out and see. There's, it's like I said, it's speculation at this point. But I think once training camp comes, and if he doesn't show up to training camp, then that's when we can kind of start beating it up again and really, um, I guess, maybe hit the panic button because then it's like, all right, well, what's happening? Um, and especially because that's when, you know, if it is going to be Jordan Love, that's when things start to heat up. So, Very much. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think once training camp starts, everything becomes exponentially bigger, right? So if this is a story now, if he's not there day one of training camp, it blows up even to a whole nother proportion. And I think the interesting thing is I go back and forth because you mentioned that, you know, the longer it goes on, the more doubts you have. For me, I almost, to, to some extent, I feel like, listen, if he really wants to play and wants to play for another team, that's not the Packers, the clock's ticking on him as well. I mean, Brady, I thought did such a great job of breaking it down where he didn't know or really feel like he had a good grasp of the, the Tampa Bay playbook until like late in the season, a season ago. Um, and obviously it worked out, but um, the sooner you can get to that new team to learn that playbook obviously has a ton of advantages. So if, if Rogers does in fact want to play for another team, to me, it would behoove him to really start putting the pressure on and say, hey, I am not playing again. I need to get somewhere so I can start learning their playbook and, and playing for another team. Now, I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying if it were the case, you would think he would want something done sooner rather than later. Obviously, the Packers would love this to be done with months ago, right? So, But as training camp starts, I agree on both sides that the heat absolutely picks up. And I think I'd be interested in your thought on this as well, because I think public perception starts taking a turn worse for Rogers. If he's the one that doesn't show up to training camp and this whole thing is in limbo, I could be totally wrong on that. That's just complete conjecture on my part, but I think the public perception starts to turn even more against him in that situation. And maybe he loses some of that leverage as well. So I don't know. I think it's a really interesting dynamic. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I agree with that. Um, and I think even for the team's sake, and again, this is obviously all just us talking about it. We don't yep. know anything, but from the team's sake too, they all obviously said it's not a distraction. They're just they're just there to get better during the off-season programs. But, you know, training camp hits and Rodgers isn't there. That How is that not a distraction, uh, you know? And I know they all, they all just want to play. They just want to play, have a winning team. Um, and, you know, whoever the quarterback is, that they'll work with it. But I think, you know, by training camp, you want to know who your quarterback is going to be. So I think public perception-wise, yeah, it, it's not – not going to work in his favor uh, for, for the fan base if he's not at training camp. But even you have to think maybe team-wise, it, it, that can't really promote a good culture on the team no. um, to not know who who will be starting for you week one. Yeah, the, the whole thing, I, again, I think it, it really starts to heat up um, once training camp starts because I think, again, I think just there, there starts to be pressure mounting on all sides to to try to get that figured out. And obviously, hopefully get something gets completed or done before then, but um, I think that's definitely the point where it becomes a really massive story even more than it is up until this point. So obviously going back, you're the one that's, you know, asking questions as a, you know, in your living room, trying to prep for things. If you could, if you could have Aaron Rodgers right now, you could ask him one question. What would be that, that question that you would want to ask him at this point in time? Well, if he does come back, the question I want to know is at what point did you know you were coming back? I think that's kind of like the obvious simple question that I want to know. Um, I want to know too. And I know, you know, who knows how much they answer this, but how many conversations did you have with your teammates about this? How like, were they informed about it? I know it's a business, but you do have close relationships with some of the guys on the team. So have there been conversations? Have you been keeping um, some of them, you know, informed about everything you're going to be doing? And then just also like, once you're back, how do you prevent this from being a distraction? Because if he does come back too, yep. you know, there might be some conversations that need to be had once he does get back. Um, and you know, do you just forget about it completely and move on, act like it never happened. And you just kind of go from there. I mean, there, there's so many questions you could ask, you know, and it's all just so dependent on what happens, but, um, yeah, I mean, Hey, if he's at training camp, that first, that first media availability for him is definitely going to be 
you know, a must watch, must watch television. It really will be regardless of where he is, whenever he does his next media availability, that's going to be a incredible um, scene for sure. Those are all amazing. I think two, I don't know that these are questions that I would ask, but two things that I would love to know. I mean, first, if he's back, the one thing I want to know, which again, it's not something you can ask him, but is he back long-term like does he want to be does he want to be a packer because there's one thing to be back and then there's one thing to want to be back and you know he's sort of contractually obligated to be back you know and again there's ways around that whatever but he's is he is he there because of his contract or is he there because he wants to be yeah. the quarterback of the packers and then the other thing i would love to know is when he initially notified the packers of this decision because to me the timeline is really interesting because they spent so much of the offseason trying to get this team back to winning a super bowl theoretically with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback, you don't, I don't think you borrow a ton of money from the future to pay guys this year. If Jordan love or somebody else is going to be your quarterback and you're probably not thinking this is the year you kind of want to go quote unquote all in. So did they make all those moves to bring all those guys back? And then they said, Oh, you know, he said, Oh, by the way, I'm not going to play for the Packers or was it before then? And they said, you know what? We feel confident you're going to play for us anyway. So they made those moves regardless, like even situations like the, the, the Tim Boyle situation where they decide not to bring him back and offer him a fairly reasonable restricted free agent deal. Like to me, if they thought Rogers was gone, like you probably want him back in the building with no, there's no, you know, um, guaranteed money attached to that. So I, I would love to know what the timeline was and, and how kind of all those things worked out. Yeah. The timeline is definitely, uh, that's, that's the the key here. And I, I you know, I don't know if we'll ever get those answers, but right. yeah, the timeline is very important here. And it would be nice to know what the order of events was and how it all went down. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, if he does choose to come back, I, I when, did, when did he decide that he was going to come back? Because like I said, I think at this point he knows if he'll be back or not. Um, but yeah, yeah. I meant to ask. I meant to ask you this as you were kind of going over, you know, obviously coming to a, a new team and, and starting to cover a team for the, you know, really the first time, obviously you have a baseline understanding of like the Packers and the players mm-hmm. and things like that. But how do you go about, you know, I've never had, I can't imagine like all of a sudden being like, it would be like me all of a sudden, you know, knowing all this Packers, I'm be like, you're tomorrow, you're going to cover the Red Sox. And I'd be like, okay, I know some general <laughs> Red Sox history. I know some of the players, I know baseball, but like, I don't even know where I would begin of like, how, like, how do you begin that journey of saying like, all right, I need to know the Packers and like, how do you even kick that off? Not a no cards and no, it's there you go. Uh, That's funny. It was sitting right next to me. Yeah. So it's intimidating, especially with a football team because the roster is larger. Um, And, you know, you always have a benefit if you're covering a team that you grew up watching and that you were a fan of, you know, that's, that's a benefit. And obviously that wasn't the case for me with the Packers. Um, so it's kind of a day by day thing. Like I said, I started at a great time. I was able to go to OTAs and kind of start to get the gist of the team. Um, it takes a lot of research, obviously. I want to know everything that I possibly can before even training camp starts, um, let alone the season. So it's just on my off days, taking the time to read the history and the books like that, make the flashcards, study the numbers, know the ins and outs of every player, take notes on the interviews that we did during um, OTAs and then have those when training camp starts and during the season to kind of look back on. But it's overwhelming. I'll be honest. I mean, learning a football team and and I'm the type that I want to know everything I want to, um, you know, I want to be able to find different angles than maybe other people. So 
it's kind of just, you know, being dedicated to what you do. And um, I consider myself obviously very dedicated to what I do. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting caught up to speed. I'm hoping by training camp, I have everything, everything down. And then especially um, during the season. So it's, it's a lot, but it's, it's exciting. It's so fun and I love to do it. So I don't mind taking time on my off days doing the flashcards and things like that. <laughs> That's awesome. If only there were a 365 day a year podcast that could get you ready for all things Packers related. Well, do you remember when I first met you? I said, I was listening to some of your, um, some of your videos and podcasts. And I was like, this was helping me get caught up to Appreciate speed. It when I first started. <laughs> You're the best. I appreciate it uh, greatly. Before we get you out of here, we talked about obviously the Roger stuff and some of the things that have happened, but regardless of what happens, what are some of the things that you're most looking forward to when you're covering the team this season? Yeah, well, I guess in general, I'm just excited to be covering an NFL team, hopefully um, to travel a little bit. It sounds like I should be. So I'm excited to see some um, new stadiums, but you know, I'm excited to see you know, Rogers or not, like I said, if he's not there and we're covering the transition to Jordan Love, the Jordan Love era, that's exciting to cover a, a transition. You know, maybe a fan wouldn't say the same thing, but that's an exciting angle for um, a reporter to have to cover. So I'm excited to see how that unfolds. I mean, obviously the Rogers situation, as much as everyone is sick of it, that's still an exciting sports thing to cover. I mean, it's a it's national news that we see on TV every day. So that in, in itself is um, something I'm kind of excited to see unfold, but also just like covering the Packers, right? They are a franchise that has so much history and the fan base here is crazy um, yeah. and, and in a good way. So I think just being able to cover a football team where people care so much is something that's really exciting. And it's been, it's fun. Like interacting with the fans on Twitter is something that I have a lot of fun doing. Um, I'm hoping, you know, we don't really know what access is going to look like and kind of waiting on that. Um, But getting to know some of the players, hopefully, you know, I don't know, even if that's over zoom, um, I'm excited about that because it seems like a lot of them. And I think maybe more so here than other teams, it seems like a lot of them, are very much like into the community and they are, they're not big timing you. They, you know, they're embracing the fact that we're in a small community. And I think that's something that's really special about being uh, in green Bay covering the Packers. Yeah. It's a really unique team to cover for sure. Now, have you ever been to a game at Lambeau field uh, up until this point? Nope. I've actually, I haven't even, I interned when I was interning with Nesson, I covered Patriots games with them. So I've never even been to a football game as a fan. I've only been as um, an employee. So I'm, you know, obviously I won't really get there as a fan this year either, but I'm still excited to experience it. Um, um, Yeah. I, I took a tour of the stadium. Actually, my parents that week, they moved me here. We, I was like, oh, well, we have to go see the stadium and kind of go see it. So we did get to go inside. I had no idea there were bleachers. Um, I had no <laughs> yes. idea there were actual bleachers. There are so. still actual bleachers. It is an incredible place. Still some of that old school tradition. It just, it's all amazing. Um, you'll enjoy the heck out of it for sure. Insanely appreciate you taking some time to chat before we get out of here. Any final thoughts, anything else you want to go over? Where can we follow you on Twitter? All that sort of fun stuff. Yeah, you can follow me. My username is very unique. It's just at Nicole Menner. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I mean, I'm, I just, I hope viewers know too that like, if you're watching me, I just hope they know that I love what I do and I'm hoping um, I can bring something extra to the table and maybe inform them of something they might not know. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just so excited. I, I really get goosebumps, you know, most days when I'm working because I'm like, I just can't believe I'm so lucky that this is my job, but so far I'm loving green Bay and um, yeah, I'm so excited to be here and thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on your, your excitement and everything is very tangible. You can tell, so, you know, you're going to do just an incredible job covering it. I'm super excited to see how everything goes, obviously um, this upcoming season with you getting to cover it for the first time and um, have no doubt whatsoever that you're absolutely going to kill it. So again, appreciate you so much for taking some time for those of you uh, listening or watching, you can follow Nicole's reporting on Fox 11 news in green Bay. Again, you can follow her on Twitter at Nicole Menner. That's M E N N E R. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You can follow the podcast at Packaday Podcast. Make sure to subscribe if you have not already. That's going to do it for us today. But until next time, and as always, go Paco. happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com